This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to the Pony Stampede podcast. I am your host, Jordan Hoffeditz, and it feels a little bit like Christmas Eve because it is spring football eve. Uh, when you wake up tomorrow morning, the SMU football team will begin its spring practices that go all the way until April 14th when the Mustangs play their spring game. This this spring is going to be really interesting, I think, um, just because it's going to be a lot different from last spring. Um, last spring, you were talking about a, a first-year coaching staff. Uh, now that group has pretty much all been here a year, obviously bringing in Maurice Crum, uh to replace the departed Craig Niver, who is now the defensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina. Uh, but the other big difference is the number of players who will be there. Not a total number situation, uh, but just talking about the transfers who will be on campus and the freshmen who will be on campus already. Uh, last year, just with the timing of everything, a lot of the transfers SMU brought in weren't here until the summer, and so they didn't participate in spring. There were a handful of them, uh, but for the most part, they weren't here this spring. This time around, all but two of your transfers are here in the spring, and you have four uh, freshmen who early enrolled and will be a part of spring football. I think that's going to make the competition better. I think that's going to allow the coaches to maybe do some more things with some more depth already here this spring. Um, And I think that's going to be really interesting on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Head coach or defense coordinator, Scott Simons talked a good bit, especially towards the end of last season, especially after the Tulane game about how they were going to have to approach this off season differently, that maybe they just weren't physical enough and didn't do enough. Uh, in the spring or fall camps. So I expect the defense to kind of be ramped up a notch. Um, I also think the defense has some of the more interesting position battles uh, that will go on. I think the defensive line is going to be interesting to see. You got a good mix of returning players, young players, transfers. Same thing with the secondary. Uh, you know, you had some, you got some key guys back. Uh, from last year's team, you've also got a couple guys back, uh, you know, an, an A.J. Davis and Ahmad Moses who played a little bit as true freshmen last year. They're back. You then bring in the transfers. You then, uh, you know, what that's going to look like as far as where those guys fit into the defensive scheme, where they fit then on the depth chart uh, is going to be really interesting. And then linebacker, you almost have the opposite issue of, you know, how are these guys going to sort out? It's almost who's going to step up and earn that playing time. You graduate your three starters. I think, you know, your two leading tacklers, three of your top four leading tacklers are gone. Uh, and that linebacker room is a little thin. 
You bring in Ahmad Walker, who started a ton at Liberty. You got to feel like he's uh, in a good spot to earn a starting job. But then you've got, you know, the Jaquandis Burns, Kiki Burns, Cameron Farrar, who all played a little last year. Uh, both of the Burnses had one start on the season. Uh, Farrar played in all but one game, but a lot of that was special teams. Um, but he was on the field. He was, you know, here uh, in the system. You've also got uh, Pierre Gore, who, you know, everybody knows his athleticism and his speed. Uh, will he see the field a little more at linebacker this year? I would think so. Uh, if that's really where they see him playing, I think he could also fit into that hybrid safety role that they uh, like to use Crossley in uh, a good bit last season. And then you've got Alex Kilgore, uh, one of the freshmen who's already on campus who will take part in spring. I think he's got a huge upside. You know, obviously, uh, ranking wise, he uh, was the top ranked, top rated recruit uh, of this class uh, in the twenty four seven rankings. He won a state title a couple years ago. He's played a lot of high end football. Um, you know, on the signing day uh, event, you know, uh, one of the highlights was him playing offense. He's athletic. He does have, you know, some body growth to go through for the college level, but I mean, he's still a guy. I see him on the field this year as a true freshman. I don't know if he'll nab a starting role, uh, especially early. He might roll into that late, like Ahmad Walker did at Liberty uh, when he was uh, there with Coach Simons. Um, but I think him as a whole, but especially him being there this spring. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch his development from practice one to the spring game to kind of see how he sponges up the information, how he grasps it, how he how he handles things at this level. Uh, because I really think he's a guy that um, could end up being a, a pretty decent part of this defense. Offense, you know, offense is a little different. And offense is also where you're missing two key transfers uh, on the offensive line. I think that's going to be a really interesting battle this offseason. I don't know how much we'll learn this spring with uh, both uh, Logan Parr at Texas and Ja'Kai Clark in Miami. They are finishing up their degrees this spring semester and coming in the summer. You know, both of those guys are guard center types. Uh, you know, Ja'Kai... Started at center the last two years at Miami. Um, he's a guy who could battle Branson Hickman for the starting center position. Um, but that will have to wait. You will have Hiron White uh, and P.J. Williams on campus to go through spring. Um, which will be interesting to see both of them. You know, Hiron, a very veteran guy. P.J. Williams, young, very, very talented. Um so offensive line is still going to be interesting to watch, but I don't know how many answers, how many questions will really get answered this spring from that because I think you've got two guys who are, you know, in Jakai probably a, a likely starter and and Logan a legitimate starting candidate uh, who won't be here until the summer, and so that's probably something that fall camp will iron out a little bit more. Um, also offensively, I think the running backs are just going to be fun to watch. You know, I think there was 
when healthy, when they're all healthy. I think there was a good amount of talent last year, but nothing, nothing like what that room looks like this year. Um, a former five-star, two four-stars, you know, Kamar Wheaton and LJ Johnson Jr. were the number two running backs in the state. Their recruiting years, uh, Knighton was a former four-star as well, highly recruited, highly ranked. I mean, that's those are three guys that this backfield hasn't had that type of firepower ever. You know, I, I think what we thought maybe last year with Trey Siggers, Velton Gardner, Kamar Wheaton, um, could be if they were all healthy, they were never all, all healthy together. Um, you know, Trey was played three, four games and then was done for the season. Um, obviously Kamar was on and off the field. So was Velton. So was TJ McDaniel. I mean, that was just, that was a revolving door with Tyler Levine stepping up. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see how they use Levine because he's not the running back that the other three are. Um, and Velton Garner's back too. Um, and he's, so he's not that guy. I don't expect him to be the, if he's the leading rusher again this season, I think that's really a problem. Um, that's nothing against Tyler. I think we all watched what Tyler did last year. Um, and we're really impressed and we're really thankful that he was on the roster to, to pick up a lot of that slack. But with the talent that's there, uh, I don't think SMU fans should want him to be the leading rusher again. I think they should, uh, want him to be ready to go short yarded situations. Um, he's a guy who put the ball in his hand and say, we need one or two yards. He's going to get you three or four yards and he's going to get you that one or two at the very least. But more often than not, he's going to get you more than what you need. Um, but just athletic ability, speed, explosive playability that the running back room didn't have last year. That's what this group of Kamar, Jalen, and LJ give you. And I think, you know, it's a long way until September, but it's going to be really fun to kind of get a first look and a glimpse at, at what that looks like. Um, I also want to look at Preston Stone as the guy. You know, he's gone into the last couple springs as a guy battling for the job. Um, that spring and fall, you know, I think it was early this past fall that Tanner was named starter. Um, but he went into the fall in that battle uh, that went on all off in the spring and all off season. Uh, this, and again, you know, this is nothing against Kevin Jennings, who once again stepped up and, and filled the void very well. Uh, the couple times he was called into service last season, uh, you know, the second half plus a little bit of the end of the first half at Tulsa, and then obviously that 90-plus yard touchdown drive uh, late first half against Memphis, um, that without that, SMU probably doesn't win that game. But, again, um, this is Preston Stone's job. This is now his offense uh and it's going to be fun and interesting to see how he looks in it, how he goes into that leadership role. I think you saw it at times last year. You know, I think especially that Tulsa week and Tulsa game leading up to it, you kind of felt him take control of things a little bit. Um, 
but now he's got to do that on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Um, and so I think that's going to be interesting to see just how he, he commands that role. I also think it's going to be interesting with Kevin and with uh, Iowa transfer Alex Padilla out there. Um, you know, you've got three guys that have played college football. Now, Preston has one start. Kevin doesn't have any. I think Alex started three games for Iowa uh, a year or two ago. Um, but they've all been there now. You know, this is Preston's third year of college football. This is now Kevin's second year of college football, and he has pretty decent playing experience uh, as a true freshman from last season. I think um, Alex comes in and gives you that experience without maybe the drama, if that's the right way to put it. I don't think Alex came to SMU expecting to start. I think he came to a place where he felt he could fill a role. Um, and I think he'll fill that really well because you don't want to be in a situation where you're looking at things. I mean, look at that Tulsa game. You had Tanner on the sideline in a headset in concussion protocol. You had Preston who ended up in the sling with a broken collarbone. And then you had Kevin on the field. You didn't have another scholarship quarterback. Um, and you don't want to be in that situation again. So you'll be, you know, you'll see those three. You then obviously got the walk-ons. You'll have Keldrick Luster who will come in. Uh, from McKinney this summer. But I think to have three quarterbacks who all have a decent amount of experience, who have all spent some time in a college program uh, before, will be good. Um, I don't think there's a battle there. Again, nothing against Kevin. Uh, I think it's Preston's job. I think it's Preston's offense. I think it's Preston's time. And uh, I think that's going to be fun to watch. But I think it's really going to be interesting this spring his kind of first time on the field with this group in this kind of setting as the guy. Uh, a little more spring football coming up after this break. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. We are talking spring football that gets underway for the SMU Mustangs tomorrow morning. Um, kind of talked a little bit about some interesting things, um, some other details. The spring football roster was released earlier this week. 
Um, if you're the type of person that cares about these things, I have numbers for the four freshmen already on campus. Wide receiver Jackson Lavender will wear 20. Defensive end Braden Flowers, 36. Linebacker Alex Kilgore, 54. And tight end Lonnie Johnson will wear 81. Uh, some new guys... Coming in, Jonathan McGill will wear two. Romello Brinson and Charles Woods will both wear three. Uh, Jalen Knighton will wear four. Uh, Elijah Roberts will wear five. Jordan Miller, six. Keyshawn Smith will wear nine. Uh, LJ Johnson Jr. will wear 11. Jalen Davis Robinson will wear 13. Chris Meganson will wear 18. Uh, Kale Sanders Jr. will wear 22. Ahmad Walker will wear 34. Finding the rest of the new guys. Hiron White will wear 50. PJ Williams will wear 59. And I think that might be everybody. That rounds out the new guys and their new numbers. Um, you know, I think it's just going to be interesting. I think you've got some excitement around this group, obviously. I think everybody was keeping an eye on the transfer rankings and what that did for the overall rankings. Um and you kind of get, a, like I said earlier, you get an earlier look at these guys than you did a year ago. Uh, really had to wait all the way through summer really to fall camp to see them on the field. And this time, like I said, the exception of the two, you get them right out of the gate. Um, and so, and, I, and then I just think it's going to be interesting. I mean, I'll have to go through my notes and kind of see what, try to recall what spring was like last year for Coach Lashley in this group and just kind of see how they handle things uh, a little differently maybe. Um, I mentioned the defensive stuff. It will be interesting to see if, you know, without maybe a real quarterback battle, how much more uh, does pre work does Preston get, how much of the work that Kevin and Alex and some of the others get, how much of that is side work um you know when you're not worrying about running two quarterbacks with the ones how much more work then do you get the ones with their quarterback um you know this receiving group a lot of talent a lot of talent returning i think it'll be interesting uh you know you've got to get Keyshawn and Romello uh into it obviously Jackson uh Lonnie Johnson at tight end uh, will kind of have to build that relationship. You then also got a guy like uh, Jake Bailey, who was with the team all last season but was injured for most of it, uh, is back, is healthy. You know, does he kind of fit right back into it? Then you look at some guys like uh, a Roderick Daniels Jr., uh, 
a Dylan Goffney who both stepped up in the absence of Jake Bailey and kind of how they respond to maybe now being behind him on the depth chart again, but having that experience. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they use Roderick Daniels uh, this season. You know, I mean, he did he did a little bit of everything last year. Uh, he filled in that slot role uh, when there were some injuries to the outside. I think he probably lined up on the outside a few times as well. Uh, he definitely lined He was their emergency running back there at the end when it was a banged up uh, Tyler Levine and kind of nobody else. Um and so he's shown that he can do a lot of different things and do well. You know, get the ball in his—he's a get the ball in his hands type of player. Uh, that they've got to find ways to get him the ball and see what he can do with it. Um, R.J. Maryland, I think. Speaking of Lonnie Johnson at tight end, I think it'll be interesting to see what R.J. looks like. Um, you know, he came in in the summer. It was kind of that same sort of situation where it was a more really a receiver in high school uh, than tight end. Uh, I think everything on Lonnie uh, on recruiting sites has him listed as a receiver. Uh, SMU has him projected to be a tight end. He's a big body. Um, that will probably be like what RJ was last year, where probably a little undersized but athletic uh, and a good enough player, a smart enough player, uh, to kind of make up for that lack of size and maybe get some playing time. Um, I think seeing what RJ looks like from the last game of last season to now will be interesting. And and that's going to kind of be a little across the board is just kind of see some guys and see some steps forward that they took. I think it's the same thing with Preston. See what he looks like after having that kind of a season under his belt. Um, you know, his his freshman year, they really used Derek Green as the backup in order to save Preston's red shirt. Um, and Preston got in a little bit, but to, he was the backup last year. Got a start, got some playing time. Um, how does he now take that next step? Um, I think it's going to be interesting. Kamar Wheaton, you know, he was there, he played, but he was injured. Like I said, showed flashes of what could be. Well, now he's got to step it up because he's got competition for carries in a way that he didn't really last year. Last year, I think if he was healthy, he would have gotten as many carries as they could have given him. This year, I think probably Jalen Knighton goes into camp as the number one running back. He's played in Lashley's offense. He has some of the most experience out of that group. Uh, and just flat-out ability uh, to go along with it. So, you know, I don't know how many position battles will be won uh, in the spring. I think, especially defensively, they're able to have a few more of those battles than they were last spring. Uh, Last spring, they kind of had to work with what they had, knowing that more was coming. Uh, They kind of have pretty much all of it here now, uh, you know, with the exception of, uh, a couple transfers and the rest of the freshmen. Um, which one of those freshmen uh, mentioned it with the numbers? Braden Flowers. I think that's going to be an interesting one uh, to see. I don't know with what they returned on the end, you know, and they brought in uh, 
a couple defensive linemen as well. I don't know if he's got a shot to to crack some playing time, but I think having him here now is good. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what kind of work he gets uh, mixing in with the rest of that group. I mean, you bring Nelson Paul back, you bring Isaiah Smith back, you bring Jalen Samuels back, um, and you've got some talent there. And then you're bringing in, uh, what, Jordan Miller? No, Jordan's on the inside. Uh, You know, Jordan uh, actually could be a – Jordan's on the inside, excuse me, Uh, Elijah – is a guy, uh, Elijah Roberts, excuse me, is a guy who's played on the outside. Um, they'll have a little bit of versatility of what they decide to do with him, playing on the inside or outside, but um, you got some options there. It's going to be fun to watch that secondary and to kind of see, because the biggest thing is I think SMU had some good secondary pieces last year. The problem was there wasn't the quality of depth. And the problem was is you were either asking those guys to be out there too much and by the end of the game and then by the end of the season, they were so worn down because if you did take them out, there was such a drop-off. Brian Massey is healthy. I don't know that he was ever fully healthy last season. Crossley got a ton of experience last year. You're obviously bringing in Jonathan McGill and Charles Woods with a ton of experience. You've got Jahari Rogers there. Um, you know, Bryce McMorris was hurt all last season. You know, he's another guy. He played uh, a lot a couple years ago. Um, a, like I mentioned earlier, you've got A.J. Davis and Ahmad Moses, who are true freshmen who got some playing time. Jalen Davis Robinson is another guy who played uh, a small handful of games at LSU last year. Ton of speed, ton of athletic ability. He's also, you know, a six-one corner that brings uh, some serious size to him. You bring in uh, Chris Meganson, a lot of experience there. Uh, Kale Sanders, same thing. You're bringing back Sam Westfall, who started, uh, if not every game, almost every game last year. Uh, you also bring back Chris Adamora, who had a really good season uh, last year, his first year at SMU after transferring from Texas. I mean, you've kind of got guys. Isaiah Wachobia, uh played the first couple games, uh, then missed really the rest of the season with an injury. He's back. I mean, that secondary list kind of goes on and on, and I don't know that there's been that depth and that quality of depth uh, in the secondary at SMU for a while, and I think that's been part of the weakness. I don't know that the upper-level talent hasn't been there. I think it's just been asked to do so much. And now I think it's going to be asked to do a little less, and I think that's going to make everyone better, as well as, you know, coaches love it. Coaches love the iron sharpens iron saying. Um, But that's going to be true, too, because not only were they – asked to do a lot on the field, but then they also kind of weren't being pushed in practice. You know, they kind of knew the job they had the job because there wasn't somebody behind them to take it. Uh, you know, now there is across the board. Um, and whether that's 
returning players, young players, transfers, um, you know, so much. You know, AJ, both, I don't know if AJ had a start last year, but I think both AJ and Ahmad Moses had earned starts last year as true freshmen. And they certainly earned playing time as the season went on. Um, so those are guys that will battle for playing time, that will battle for spots on the two deep. You've got returning starters. You've got guys that started elsewhere. I mean, that secondary group should be able to compete at a much higher level. Um, and it'll be also, also be interesting to see. Um, obviously, Ricky Hunley is back to coach uh, the cornerbacks, but you now have uh, Kyle Cooper and Scott Simons coaching the safeties. Uh, and Maurice Crum coaching the linebackers. So it'll be interesting to see if having new position coaches in that secondary will do anything. Uh, And it'll also be interesting as a whole to see if kind of having Cooper do safeties with Simons, if then there are times that Simons says, okay, you've got it, and he goes to the defensive line, he goes to the linebackers, if he kind of has a more hands-on approach to the whole defense by not having to be so hands-on with one position group, um, I think will be will be interesting. Um, so I think, I think the defense might kind of take the forefront of the spring. I think there's a lot of excitement on offense. I mentioned it with Preston, with the running backs, with the receivers. Um, but I think the biggest position battle is offensive line, and I don't know how much we're going to find out this spring. I think we can probably find out a lot about this defense from this spring. Uh, And so I'm really, really going to be interesting to see um, how they do rotations, how they're set up early, how much those stay kind of the same. Um, Some of that might be hard to tell a little bit depending on how they structure it. Um, But, you know, that's that's kind of what the spring is for. And, uh, you know, we've got the schedule uh, the first two days, uh, both Thursday and Friday. Uh, media is only allowed to be there for 20 minutes. Um, so we'll get our 20 minutes of, of watching. And then we, uh, have opportunities to talk to coaches and players afterwards Saturday, uh, and the rest of the way with a couple of exceptions, um, we'll be out there the whole time. They've got a couple, uh, practices that media is, media is closed to, um, but, you know, on the on the site, get on the message board, uh, PonyStampede.com, The Boulevard. Um, we will get you daily updates. Um, again, I've got a questions thread that I clearly worded so poorly, uh, but you guys uh, ran with anyway. I was actually asking for questions uh, to possibly answer today going into spring, but... I worded it poorly, so you guys are asking me questions for what I will record uh, either next Tuesday after the Tuesday practice or on Wednesday uh, going into the Thursday practice. Um, Some questions uh, from the first couple days of spring football. Uh, I've got a handful of those already. Uh, Hit the thread and ask me a lot more There are a couple housekeeping things that I've answered on there. I'll answer most of them uh, on the podcast after getting a look um, this week and early next week. You know, that'll be 
two 20-minute practices, two full practices. Uh, so hopefully I'll be able to answer some of those pretty well for you. Um, and if you have any other questions, uh, throw them up there. You know, I'm I'm checking the the message board uh, constantly. So if you're not a VIP, sign up. Uh, we should have a nice deal uh, for VIP uh, signups. Uh, through spring football, uh, I believe they are working on uh, getting one specialized for SMU fans with spring kicking off tomorrow. Um, I'll have information about that on Pony Stampede, uh, on Twitter at Jordan Hoffeditz, and uh, we'll mention it in the next podcast once I have that information. Uh, but stay on here now that spring's here. These podcasts will be coming fast and furious for you. Uh, so like, subscribe, get them wherever you get your podcasts, get your pony stampede subscription ready for the season. It's going to be really fun, really interesting. Uh, we'll have some good insights for you. It's year two for me. Um, I've got a better grasp on some of these things now. Um, but still, you know, this is, this is for you guys. So you guys let me know what you want, what you need, and I will get it for you. Uh, but spring football's here, football's back, and uh, let's get going. Until next time, pony up. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever, and this time it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.